Hello and welcome to another service here at the Altar of Noise. My name is Josh and I am joined remotely today by my fellow music believer, Simon. Simon, how are you and where are you? Hey, hey. Uh, what's going on? I am at home. Uh, for those who have been listening for a while, I am out in the, the recording area in the salon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Isolating, yes, and, uh, isolating away from my family. <laughs> and it's not because you don't. It's not because you don't like them. There are obvious reasons, but uh, similarly, I am also in my home in my recording space um, because uh, yes. So Simon is isolating and doing all the right things that we have to do, and we wanted to get an episode out to you. So we're doing something a little bit different. Mm. Yeah, we are. So we are trying this through Zoom and recording. Uh, this episode through there, we're going to see how we go- it goes. There are definitely going to be some, uh, maybe some little noises in the background. Audio quality could be, I mean, it's sounding good so far, as far as we know. Um, but yeah, so there could be a few small little hiccups, but we soldier on. We try to do the right thing. Yes, we do. Um, this is only a temporary thing anyway, so... Yeah. If we have to do this for a, an episode or two, so be it. Yep. You know, doing what we can for you people. Um, <laughs> how you been anyway, mate? I've been pretty good. Um, yeah, apart from this little hiccup of a of a week, um, I've been pretty good. Just you know, powering pow, powering on through studies. I don't know why I couldn't say that word. Um, <laughs> Just trying to get study done. Uh, that's about it, really. How about yourself? Yeah. Uh, so back for the first week, training students. Um, got them for just one week, and then I fly over to Melbourne next week for two days for to help Melbourne out with their stuff because they actually currently don't have anyone any trainer based in Melbourne. So that'll be interesting. First, actually, time doing a uh, work trip. So. Could be fun, you know. Mm-hmm. It's only to Melbourne, so they Dirty they Victoria. Cover, exactly, exactly. Those filthy Victorians. Um, they're covering my flights, and then I save an accommodation because I'll just crash with my brother. I've told him I'm coming. Whether he remembers or not is another story. <laughs> um, I'll probably have to message him the day, or even probably the day of when I arrive. Um, but yeah, it for the most part been pretty good. Just. You know, as the kids say, hashtag living my best life. Yep, hashtag. <laughs> um, so on today's episode, we are kind of unveiling a new series slash segment, I guess, episode idea uh, with a name that we are still somewhat workshopping. Mm. Uh, but I think we're going to go with Outsider's View. Yep. I think Sounds. something along those lines. That's what it is at the moment. If uh, the title reads something else, then we've come up with something better. <laughs> <laughs> um, what we're going to do, so we 
will openly admit we are very prog focused, heavy focused, alternate. We kind of lean in a certain area. Um, it's not to say we don't like other things. It's just that's where our, I guess, passion sometimes more leads us. Uh, so we are trying to use this uh, segment as a chance to look at certain genres and give uh, just kind of like a general chit-chat about how we feel about it. Uh, is that all sounding right to you there, mate? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to yeah try and talk about things we don't really know too much about. Maybe one of us knows a bit about it and the other doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty much kind of just speak about our experiences, our outside view on the subject. Um, yeah, and kind of try and maybe learn something <laughs> maybe figure out why we might not like something or why mm-hmm. uh why we you know do like certain aspects over others kind of just try and work talk our way through it yeah exactly go on the journey hand in hand figure out why we what we like what we don't like how can we help each other learn more um so today we are focusing in focusing on the realm of EDM, electronic dance music, um, which is a incredibly broad genre. Um, I did a little bit of a look around just to kind of get an idea of the different type of genres that are out there uh, involved in EDM. And you go to Wikipedia, you're like, oh, Let's list all the different uh, EDM genres. And there are at least 26 sub-genres, and then all of them have anywhere from two to about 20-odd genres that come out, uh, come out of those, um, <laughs> those sub-genres. So it is a very broad mm-hmm. area, but it is also personally one of my favorite genres. Yeah. Yeah, you've spoken of your love for EDM uh, mm-hmm. a fair bit throughout the episodes. Um, I've hinted at some some things I like from it, um, but yeah, it's a bit more your wheelhouse than mine. Yeah, fair it's something say. that I yeah, it's something I listen to on a bit more of the regular. Um, do you know when you kind of really first, I guess, noticed electronic music? Do you have any sort of memory of where you were or, or not well where you were, but like how it all kind of came into your existence? Um, so it was probably about when I was just starting to get, actually get into music. So it was like the late 90s. Um, things like Korn, Wu-Tang Clan, Eminem, they were kind of like what I was listening to. Um, we used to travel up to Adelaide for long weekends and Christmas and all that. I would stay at my aunt and uncle's house on my mum's side. Uh, they had two boys. Um, both of them were older than me. Uh, but the younger one, I, you know, connected with him and came close, close with. But he's still like, I don't know, four, five, six years older than me. Um, anyway, he was, uh, he was pretty much a nerd. Like, <laughs> like, now that I've said nerd, that image you have in your head, that's what he looks like. You know, he was heaps into computers. <laughs> he, he was just a stereotypical nerd. Loved him to pieces. Um, we got along heaps well, but we pretty much had nothing in common. 
um, so anyway, when I used to go there, I used to go through him, his and his brother's um, CDs. And there were three I would always listen to on my Walkman and it was uh, Moby's Play, Fat Boy Slims, mm. You've Come a Long Way and mm. the Mortal Kombat soundtrack. Um, <laughs> so that's actually my earliest memory of like actually paying attention and enjoying the form of electronic music. Um, obviously on the car trips up and back, um, mum would be listening to like whatever the top 40 cassettes were at that time, cassettes, because that's what that was in those cars. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a few songs and artists from them that I quite liked, but um, it was kind of that, I think that was the beginning of, of EDM for me was my cousin's uh, CD collection. And I know he had, you know, other stuff in there, but they, those three in particular were the ones I kind of gravitated to. Yep. Yep. How about yourself? No, that's, so the earliest EDM song that I can remember, it was on a compilation CD, which I'm not too sure how I got it. Um, it could have been one of the Ministry of Sounds. I've actually gone back and tried to find it, but I, you know, 50,000 different compilation albums come out and you try and sort through them all and you struggle sometimes. Uh, but there was an, a track that was a cover of um, uh, Ride My Bicycle or I Want to Ride My Bicycle. Um, and it was this really um, over-the-top kind of thing with this female singing in it. And I was just like, this is so weird that I really, really enjoy it. Um, And I kind of grew a little bit from there. I don't remember any of the other tracks that were on it. Uh, But then, you know, starting high school, uh, got introduced to Fatboy Slim. Um, He stayed with me pretty much all through high school listening to his stuff. And then uh, from there, it kind of just branched out uh, in the... mm, Middle of the 2000s, uh, there were obviously the Ministry of Sound uh, compilations that would come out and uh, like 07, 08, 09, there were some absolutely awesome tracks that came out during that Mm -hmm. time period. And it just kind of like blossomed even more, my appreciation for it. Um, You play a lot of uh, video games, you kind of, and it's interesting that your mate was, uh, your cousin was a nerd because, Techno kind of has that connection in with, uh, I guess, the nerd slash gaming culture. It's kind of been a lot of the music that they enjoyed. In, fa- in fact, that um, a streamer that I enjoy watching, he was talking about, I think it might have been one of the speed running events they do, one of the big ones. Uh, Darude actually played at it. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> and he said... It was amazing, except they didn't play Sandstorm. <laughs> he must be sick of playing that. <laughs> oh, of course. You'd, you'd have to be at that point. You'd have to be. It's literally um, the only song I know by. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it, you kind of, is the, that is the, that connection between, you know, gamers slash nerds and the... Uh, and that, that EDM genre. There's definitely the, a connection there, which is pretty strong and prevalent still today. I mean, you can, 
when you point it out, it, it it's pretty obvious. Like the the soundtracks to all the um, games back then were all they're all eight bit, you know, sound mm. soundscape. So, um, you know, the fact that there's a connection between electronic music and video games isn't isn't a surprise. Like I, no, one of the first three albums that I listed was Mortal Kombat soundtrack, <laughs> even though it wasn't. <laughs> 8-bit and it wasn't Mortal Kombat soundtrack to the game, it was to the movie so it was all industrial but um, mm-hmm. yeah, like it, it's now that you've pointed it out, it, it's, it's a really good point, like it quite clear yeah. that there's a connection there I do love that they've taken it like to another level, like somebody that we've that I've obviously mentioned before is Game Chops and the things that they do as far as um taking video game music and adding in some EDM twist on like, you know, Super Mario theme or uh, Pokemon music, Legend of Zelda, any of those uh, classic video games, they've taken that and, you know, whether it be a chill uh, lo-fi sound or a heavier trap style, it's certainly a lot out, uh, like, it's only evolved in a uh, very interesting way. Is there any particular genre that you kind of lean towards? Um, well, yeah. I mean, in the beginning, uh, it was things like big beat and break beat kind of stuff. Um, and that's obviously coming from Fatboy Slim. Mm-hmm. Um the more combat thing obviously led me into industrial music. Um, but it, it wasn't until I kind of started clubbing that I kind of honed <laughs> in on a specific taste that I liked, which was, I mean, I still love big beat, break beat. Mm-hmm. But um, when I started clubbing, like I really loved French house. I loved disco house, electro house. UK Garage, um, that was kind of all my, all the stuff that I loved and was the stuff that I sought after. Um, it's funny because I was thinking back and um, when I was thinking of this question, I was like, well, big beat and break beat, obviously. And then there's like a big period of time from like the late 90s to, what, 2007, I guess, 2007, 2008, when you start actually going out into nightclubs. Um, I was like, well, how did I carry on through that genre-wise? And it actually kind of coincides with my big day out experiences. So the first big day out I went to was 04 and I saw Basement Jacks and I fucking fell in love with Basement mm. Jacks. Then the following year in 05, I saw Chemical Brothers. I fell in love with Chemical Brothers. The year after that, I seen Girling and I fell in love with Girling. <laughs> and this was my clubbing experience as a, oh God, how old am I? Four, you know, 14, 15, 16 year old before you can even go out. That, that was my clubbing experience. Um, yeah. And so, so yeah, so they're kind of all in the same corner, I guess you'd say of EDM. They all kind yeah. of m- meld into each other and, you know, some of them are, Subgenres of subgenres, but yeah. like 
you know, anything under the whole house, French house, big beat kind of stuff was pretty much my my wheelhouse. When you talk about clubbing, did you ever go to any of the big EDM festivals? I went to all of them. I went to Stereosonic, Future, yeah, Future Fu- and Parklife. Future music, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, and because that coincided with my clubbing, I was then actually into specific DJs and I would go to, like, there were DJs there I wanted to see. So I wasn't just going there for the sake of going. It was like a any other music festival festival for me. I was just going there to, to watch DJs. Obviously to write myself off, but... Mm. <laughs> But yeah. at least I was there to see a DJ who I knew and liked <laughs> and was waiting for. Um, yeah. So yeah. 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 I, I remember being, how should we put this? Uh, let's just say I was on another plane of existence um, while watching uh, Basement Jacks at a future music event. Um and so did, it, did they have the full band there? That one? Yeah, full band. Yeah, I was full there band. for that one as well. And I was on, I was existing on a different plane as well. <laughs> um, it was amazing. I remember I was at the, I was at the back of the crowd. Um, it was also the same day as my birthday. And uh, uh, I was just loving everything in life and had my own little mini circle to dance in. Um, and it was great. It was great. Yeah, that that was phenomenal. That show, I remember it. Oh, it was so it was so big. Like there was so much involved with it. It was just incredible to watch. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I have to admit, I, I love Basement Jacks. Um, Where's your head at? Is going back is one of my all time favorite tracks, uh, and still to this day, will will happily listen to it. Yeah. Um, I remember record like I think I've spoken this in the in the past of watching uh, like Channel V and recording certain songs on VHS back then, just so I had like could go back and play them when I wanted to. And uh, "Where's Your Head At" was uh, certainly one of the music videos that I recorded, also because it was just a really weird, fucked up video, but it was great. Do you yeah, remember it, the video at all? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, yeah. the one with the monkeys going through the, uh, uh, what is it? It's like a lab. In the, yep. Yeah. No, yep. I remember that. Um, yeah, basement jacks are incredible. Um, yeah, like I said, I've been lucky enough to see them a couple times now. Um, what, what genres did you gravitate to? So I started off kind of fairly... Uh, I guess you think of uh, Fat Boy Slim. You kind of he, he's kind of I'm not trying to brand him as just like generic, but he's kind of your traditional. To me, he's a traditionally sounding um, EDM artist. Um, so I lent into that realm. Um, but you can when you kind of discover more and more, like I discovered that I really enjoyed trance music. Um, I love. The repetitive, uh, the repetitive nature of it, and how it can kind of, for me, uh, trance music kind of 
hits me right in the sternum when I'm listening to it. I don't know what it is about it, but I feel this really, really weird connection in my chest when I'm listening to it. And I don't know why it just emotes something more in me. Um, house music as well. Uh, electro house. The um, There's a certain artist who I enjoy, Crystal Castles. They're kind of electro punk. Yeah. Um, they're, they're killer. Yeah. They're really yeah. good. Uh, and then uh, like the older I've gotten, the more I've started to really enjoy like um, – Okay, so it's a the name of the actual genre is called hauntology, but they're the ones that produce things like chill wave, synth wave, vapor wave. They kind of really mellowed out uh, lo-fi sound. Mm. Synth wave has kind of like this eighties um, uh, surprise, surprise synth sound to it. Mm. Um, I know that Muse dabbled with it and. Thankfully, by the sounds of it, they've stopped. Um, but it's there are some amazing synthwave and chill, chill wave artists that I really enjoy. Then obviously you got your lo-fi, and then um, something that I always kind of go back to, as far as uh, art, uh, like kind of an artist slash genre, is turntables. People who actually can use actual vinyls and sample and uh, you know, spin out a sound using these uh, vinyl records. Um, like there's what there's a, an album that I'll recommend later. But uh, an artist that I loved watching was um, the Scratch Perverts. They do some amazing, amazing DJing just off of these turntables, and I've always found that to be absolutely mind blowing. The, uh, the sounds that they can create through that. Yeah, I mean, I I don't mind a bit of synth wave. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I've it's not like I've kept it a secret. I love eighties music. I love things. <laughs> I love things that sound corny, but like are meant <laughs> to. Like when they they when they're trying to achieve that sound, I love it. It's when it's not. It's like when they're not trying to achieve that sound, that's when I think it's corny. Um, but, yeah, like the trance I never got. Um, when I think of trance, I think of, remember that PlayStation game? It was a music, music DJ 2000 and it was like a little music-making program like Ableton <laughs> no, or Fruit Loops. I don't. I, oh, I remember Fruit Loops. Yeah, well, um, th- there was a PlayStation. I think it was called Music DJ 2000 or Music 2000 um, as you type away and look for it. Um, he, it, 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 yeah, it's set up like a, a, a like Ableton or Fruity Loops or something and you've got all these samples and you just make a song. And they sort, by memory, they sorted out the, the, set, the music samples by genre. So there was like trance, house, whatever. And I used to always do trance because it was the easiest one to make it sound like trance. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, for, I just never got it. And like, when you say trance, I have trouble knowing what you mean as well. Because mm-hmm. like to me, and this this is the whole point of this this kind of new series is like trance. 
to me is like techno. It's any of that kind of hard Euro stuff. It yeah, just goes so it is, over my head. So there are, it is kind of very European. Um, like a lot of the trance artists nowadays uh, that people would recognize would be like ATB, Paul Van Dyke, Armin Van Buren. Um, Tiesto is considered trance. Um, it's, it's something that has that kind of pulsating beat through it, generally building up to some form of, you know, drop. Um, but it is kind of, it's nine times out of ten, it's going to be fast, faster-paced music, um, which I enjoy, especially if I'm doing something like I'm playing a video game uh, that is... So a lot of my go-tos was like Borderlands 3 or 2 or 1, whatever. I'm happy to play them all. Um, having trance in the background of that, it kind of just pushes you to keep going because it's a very driving sound. It's what uh, some people use in like a lot of um, sporting videos as well uh, if they're doing some editing because it's just kind of got that sound. It matches the intensity with it. Um, and that's where I see trance. When I when I talk about it, um, as that kind of that really driving push in the music, I've always pictured it as it being like a real hard hitting bass drum, not necessarily low in sound, more slappy and out there in your face kind of thing, and um, lasers. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 just trance to me, um, but I. It's funny because it is a genre that I can see why people like it mm. as well. Like like you just said about the repetitiveness. Um, repetitive music can do quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why pop songs are structured the way they are. It's so then they repeat in a, a form, formulaic way for you to recognize. And it's easy to get lost in something. It's also easy to concentrate on something else when it's repetitive. So playing video games, having trance going at a faster pace might help with your adrenaline, but you can kind of, uh, you know, fuzz out from it and concentrate on whatever it is you're doing. Um, yeah. And it is, obviously it is dancing. It, like, <laughs> I mean... It, they say, they say that, like, I'm just double checking. Like, I wanted to make sure that I was heading the right path. But obviously, when they talk about trance, it talks about, and it kind of goes back to what I said about that feeling in the chest. It gives you a feeling, uh, a really emotional feeling, euphoric chills, an uplifting rush. Um, and they do say that it can put you into a trance like state. Um, obviously, you know, not everyone is going to connect with it, with it like that. And I understand that. But that is generally how it's come to be for me with it. Yeah. When did you discover um, trance? So it was kind of a case of, and I've mentioned this before, you know, back in the day when you would pass each other CDs with a fuck ton of uh, uh, like MP3s on it. Yep. And you would just go and just copy it all onto the computer and you go from there. Yeah. Well, that's where I kind of started to find things like um, a state of trance, Paul Van Dyke, um, ATB was really big on that. I think somebody gave me a thing that had like ten folders of ATB 
yeah. albums. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I, I guess I better listen to this then. Yeah. Um, uh, it also kind of, and this is going to sound really, really dumb. Uh, I kind of, I do enjoy the European style a lot. And I kind of have to give thanks to um, Eiffel 65 for that. <laughs> I mean, don't, it, it's, I mean, I laughed, but <laughs> it, it, it's funny when you start looking into things that you realize uh, how, you, how you got into it. So I was actually having a, a conversation with Scargill the other night um, and we were talking about Eiffel 65's uh, Europop album and it is on Spotify and I was going back and I'm standing there in the bottle shop while we're talking and I'm just like, because I went out and actually got some speakers for the bottle shop computer so I can actually listen to proper music instead of the very muted house radio that is awful um and i was just playing eiffel 65 like their euro pop album for a solid maybe two hours and i was just having the time of my life this is great <laughs> oh my god that was huge that song but i think it was also the time like um that late 90s early 2000s house mm. music in particular kind of i mean it broke through before that but um, that's when I noticed it a lot more in the mainstream. I mean, because house music broke in like the early nineties, I think, or the late eighties. Yeah. But um, that's when I noticed noticed it on the radio. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it's so it's to the point. It's it finally got to the point where, like back in the day, you might hear it. You might hear like EDM on a small segment on Triple J late on like Friday and Saturday nights. But, and we do have to thank them for it. Thanks to Fresh FM, they really kind of put the real emphasis on it. So when I hop in the car now, if I don't go straight to my phone for Spotify, I will use, I will listen to Fresh FM purely because they're going to play a lot of, the EDM that I like to hear, especially like during the day, it's all your, your classic electronic music, um, as weird as that is to say. But uh, it, it well, I, you know, it wasn't until like what's that early two thousands that it really started to get that acknowledgement on the airwaves, which is, but it, like the idea of actual electronic music has been around for fucking years. Mm. I mean, and um, we obviously we've got to say our age comes into play. So, like I said, it, it was obviously on the radio in the nineties, early nineties, eighties, mm. late eighties. Sorry, but um, yeah, that's when I noticed it, and it's it it is no coincidence that it's when we're in our you know teenage years as well that you. you you know, we started going out or at least started going to house parties. Mm. You know, that's when the the older fucking dude at the party would put on their fucking CD or whatever. <laughs> and it would be like trance or it would be yeah. house music or it would be fucking metal, whatever it was. <laughs> and there was a lot of times at those house parties where you, you kind of go, what the fuck is this? <laughs> this is great. <laughs> 
And you have to try There's, and find um, some fucking drunk dude to ask him who the fuck <laughs> that song was. Fucking Tiesto, I. Um, where I was, I was driving somewhere with the kids the other day, and we pulled up at the lights. And, you know, I've got my music playing, but, you know, it's at a reasonable level. I don't want to, you know, deafen the kids at the age of six or so. But we were pulled up at the lights and in the background, I heard from another car, somebody was listening to the song Infinity 2000. Do you remember that track? No. Also, just FYI, guys, there is a good chance that you might hear my cat meowing in the background. <laughs> um, he, he has food. He has water. He's perfectly fine. It's just a noisy little shithead. Um, uh, Infinity 2000 was everywhere for such a long time. It was like an anthem for so many places. Um, I'm trying to remember who. Uh, let me just double check who. Uh, it was done by, I believe, Guru Josh. Yeah, Guru Josh. He was the originator of the track. And you. Yeah, me. That's why I'm worth all the, you know, hundreds of dollars I am today because uh, I created this uh, club anthem. But that song was huge. And to hear it randomly coming from somebody's car in, you know, at, at an intersection just made me smile. I'm like, somebody still fucking listens to the classics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, is there any particular artist that you kind of like, really like yeah, like I know it's not a, this isn't your strongest genre that you enjoy is there anyone that like you have on like certain playlists that you still check out yeah I mean uh, there's a few I mean there's this isn't a complete list because there's a lot of um, what I found as well which is interesting with electronic music at least for me um, a lot of them there's a lot of songs that I like but don't care for anything else that they make, even <laughs> though it might be the same genre or, or, you know, the same sounds that they're making. For some reason, I find that that, that is very specific, for me at least, with electronic music. Um, mm -hmm. So this is obviously not a complete list, but these are artists that I have on playlists and I do listen to regularly, you know, depending on my mood. Um, Obviously, some of them we've mentioned. So, you know, there's Fatboy Slim. Everyone knows I love fucking Jamiroquai. Um, Justice. Mm. Uh, Justice, Mr. Wazio, Mojo, Daft Punk, obviously. Um, Burial, Chromio, Chemical Brothers, uh, Basement Jacks, Utah Saints. I really uh, yes. enjoy. Crookers. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Since you mentioned Synthwave, uh, Black Queen, Black Queen are incredible. Um, okay. But, yeah, they, I mean, they're just a few that are kind of, you know, just off the top of my head. I mean, there's things like Stardust and Superman Lovers, but that's essentially Daft Punk. Um, so, you know, there's a few, but, yeah, they're, they're just a couple of the, the bigger ones that I still listen to um, and that I really enjoy. Yeah, yeah. There's some good tracks there. I'd I'd completely forgotten about Crookers. Yeah, Crookers. They were sick. fucking huge. That they were fucking huge for a little bit there. Mm, I remember going. So uh, yeah, Electric Circus was my 
my haunting place for um, DJs, uh, as I've mentioned before about the bloody beat roots. Yeah. But um, yeah, we seen crookers there. That would have been cool. Yeah, that that would have been very cool. Electric Circus was so fucking good for for all that kind of stuff, all that kind of French house shit. Oh, mm-hmm. Electric Circus. I mean, bloody beat roots are more what electro house. But um, yeah, yeah, sick. <laughs> just sick. Yeah. yeah, there's a few. Well, yeah. What artists have you, have you got I mean, regularly playing? As you your list will be a longer. So what it's on your regular rotation? Uh, my list is uh a little bit all over the shop. There is a I have a dedicated playlist that is curated by the one and only Dead Mouse, who I know you enjoy. Um. And that always has some amazing artists on it that I enjoy. Um, uh, Cascade, Atlas, uh, who else was there? Rez is who I discovered through there. Um, Eddie, EO, those are some uh, artists that come through that playlist that I've really enjoyed. But, you know, you can't go wrong with people like uh, Chemical Brothers, Bad Boy Slim, uh, The Presets. Can't go... Certainly can't go wrong with them. Art mm. versus science, I reckon, is a little bit underrated in that area. They have produced some amazing electro tracks. Um, yeah. uh, Infected Mushroom. Oh, yeah. Um, if you want really good psychedelic trance, they are the best ones in the game, in my opinion. Uh, we talked before about going to festivals and having... Um, being not of uh, not of this planet, um, there was a time going to see them at Stereos, I believe it was, and uh, it was literally the only artist that I was there to see that day. Um, Carl Cox was there. Sneaky Sound System were there. Sneaky um, Sound System were great. That's underrated. my wheelhouse. That's my wheelhouse. <laughs> Carl Cox is sick as well. I. He was the first DJ I ever saw was Carl Cox. Oh, really? We broke into the boiler room in Big Day Out 2004. Oh. They put up barriers on the outside of the old old um, boiler room. You know how it was in that pavilion? Yeah. So they put barricades on the outside in front of the doors because it was at capacity. And they had security there. Metallic had just finished. And we ran over there to go watch, um, uh, who was it? Basement Jacks, I think it was. Mm-hmm. That first year, yeah, basement jacks, and um, we couldn't get in. And security's like, no, nah, you can't get in. But there was such a massive rush that we threw down a, a barricade, and <laughs> me and my mate just looked at each other and went, "Fuck it," and just like bolted in. And um, there was a DJ playing, and it was Carl Cox. And it wasn't until you know a few years later, once I got into uh, into electronic music a bit more, that I was like, "Holy fuck!" I was watching Carl Cox. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's, he's the, the, the gra- uh, understanding like the the gravitas of the situation yeah You're like oh everyone oh, everyone's right talking on. about Carl Cox and I'm like oh yeah oh, I've yeah. seen him <laughs> yeah so this this day at Infected Mushroom um you know uh enjoying life as I was uh I was front row against the barricade and all I remember was turning and facing the crowd and leaning with my back uh over the barricade with my arms waving up towards the stage just in the hope that I might be able to connect with them. Um, 
I think at one point I thought they all smiled at me at one point. I'm just like, yeah, emotional connection as well. Um, but they were probably just being nice. Um, there's a few other ones that I quite enjoy. Uh, Major Laser is a hell of a DJ. He's pretty, like, uh, his Free the Universe album is uh, just super fun, really enjoyable. Um, noisier are uh, along the same lines as uh, Scratch Perverts, but heavier. Um, they uh, that uh, do you remember when everyone loved Guitar Hero and they released DJ Hero? Mm-hmm. It was fucking sick. I loved <laughs> DJ Hero. Um, <laughs> I don't think I ever played DJ Hero to be honest. Oh, I I played many hours of it thinking <laughs> I was the world's greatest DJ. Um, uh, but that that actually had some killer tracks on it that are definitely worth. Uh, if you can go back and find them, I think you can probably find on YouTube like the soundtracks to those albums. They're mm. awesome. Uh, yeah. Well, not albums, that game. Um, Knife Party is someone else I really enjoy. Oh yeah, yeah, they were, they weren't too bad. Yeah, I know they, uh, people kind of have mixed feelings about them. Mm. Um, but I reckon I reckon they're good. I don't I don't mind that occasionally harder sound. I know there's a style out of Europe and I've watched a few of those little Facebook documentary, Vice documentaries that will come up in your news feeds about, um, I'm trying to remember the name of it, but it is a really stupid, like, constant, but in a really like 160 RPM, or sorry, BPM. It's just like over the top to the point where it kind of doesn't make sense anymore. It just sounds like you're playing the, you are literally just hitting the one note as fast as humanly possible. I don't quite understand that, but um, I'm trying to remember where I go with that. This is what happens really just guys, just FYI, I turned 35 the other week. So now I'm halfway to 70. So I'm old and (laughs) I, I forget things really easily these days. Um, I was going to say there's one there's one artist that we both haven't mentioned. I'm not sure if you you dig him. I assume you do, and that's Aphex Twin. See, I like Af Aphex Twin, but I I've never been a huge fan. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, it might just be because it's experimental. I guess um, I don't mind a bit of jungle either. So maybe mm. you know, you know, he leans into that a little bit sometimes. Um, I actually remember I went to Future Music one year. It was like the best lineup of Future. Um, <laughs> the the this was a great fucking lineup anyway, and it had Aphex Twin. And I went with my partner. I knew she wasn't going to like Aphex Twin, but I'm like, I need to go see Aphex Twin. And yeah, I remember standing there, just I was just like, this is fucking amazing. And I looked at my partner and she was kind of like just standing there looking at her phone. <laughs> I was like, all right, all right. We'll just let's stay here for 15 minutes and then we can go somewhere else. But yeah, um, they, who else? Oh, Swedish House Mafia were playing at the same time, yeah. I think. And I don't like them at all. And she really? wanted to go, nah, I don't. Don't. Don't have any interest in it at all. 
that's understood. I mean, I get it, but I don't. Mm. Like I don't like I don't see anything they do as being. Oh, I suppose I can understand why you don't like it because you kind of do like that kind of creative side of things, and they could almost be maybe formulaic. I mean, I think the thing for me for dance music is a, or for electronic music, is that most of the stuff I like makes me want to dance, mm-hmm. which is why it's kind of in that house funk kind of big beat kind of area. Um, they don't make me want to dance. I, I can't explain why. I get why people <laughs> like them. But if I'm going to listen to that kind of music, I want to be tapping my foot and singing along if it happens to have vocals. It just doesn't do it for me. I think that's the kind of the a bit of the difference between you and I in that sense is that I like, don't get me wrong, I like dance music that makes me dance, but it's not all that I listen to it for. Mm. Like, like, and it's when I go and we, we go back to what I talk about with trans, I want to kind of feel something. Yeah. I want to kind of have that internal feeling. Not, I don't like, don't get me wrong, you're not, I'm not going to go out there and suddenly start a pitch, uh, a pitch, a pitch, a pit in uh, going and checking out Dead Mouse. But, I know that while I'm watching it, I'm going to probably be grooving along, but like internally, I'm going to be like, yeah, yeah, this, this is, this is where I want to be. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I that, that it, is, that is a good point. It probably, it is a big difference between you and I, like, mm. like I just did, I called it dance music. I call it dance music because it makes me want to dance. That's what I'm looking for. And that's yeah. why, I mean, I can understand if people want to dance to trance music, if they want to dance to dubstep, whatever it is. I get that it can make you dance. It just, that's not what makes me get out of my seat. These particular, and it's not limited to these, obviously, but the, the ones I mentioned are the ones that tend to make me want to get up and, and groove. Yeah. The, um, I mean, it, it says, uh, I think like when, when you said Jamiroquai, I'm like, oh, that is, that is a Simon, that is a Simon artist that I, 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 I totally understand. Him. Yeah, you did. Um, you birthed him. It was it was an awkward situation, but you did. Um, but yeah, I when you said that, I'm just like, oh yeah, I 100% see that because I understand that you you do enjoy kind of grooving around, dancing, etc. Yeah, I mean, Jamiroquai are great. Like, I think they're a good bridge into electronic mm. music. Um, yeah, because they're not strictly electronic. The you know they've got a massive band. Um, but they've got the sounds, you know, they dabble into house and acid jazz and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And like, I didn't get into, like I said, I didn't get into electronic music through Jamiroquai, but Jamiroquai are one of my favorites. They're literally the only band I want to see who I haven't seen yet. (laughs) And I need to uh, see speaking, him before he gets too old and not be able to dance. I don't think that'll stop him. Yeah, better hope not. Um, I guess, and obviously speaking along that lines, um, seeing someone that I never thought I'd see was Massive Attack, mm. and they fall into that. They fall into that trip hop. 
yeah. style music and they're they're just brilliant. They are they're, brilliant. To me, they are brilliant. To me, they've never produced a bad album. Um, I really I I want them to make new music just because I just want more of it. Like it's been twelve years now, I think, since they released an album. Mm. Um and it's just like I have I I really need this music. But with that said, going back and listening to all their old stuff still holds up. Yeah. It's still perfect for all what I want. Um, that emotional connection. It's just some some of the most beautiful music around. Um another one similar similar to them is James Lavelle, also known as um Uncle. Uh oh, yeah, yeah. Got about Uncle. Uncle's science fiction album is a work of art, in my opinion. It's fucking sick. Um, plus, it also has um, Mike D from the Beastie Boys in it and Tom York. I, if I'm going to give out of all this potentially two recommendations, I've got two here. Two ones that I'm just like, uh, you need to stop what you're doing and listen to this now. Um, one is actually it's funny going back to conversation early in the podcast. It's a video game soundtrack. Um, it's a video game called Celeste. It is oh, yeah. a. I know that game. Have you played it? No, um, but I've yeah. I've you've seen, seen it? it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it, it's incredible. One of the most intense, well crafted. Um, platforming games that you'll ever come across. It's about a girl who's kind of struggling to identify herself. There are overtones of, uh, I think it's bisexuality and transgender. It's it's a very um, LGBTQI+. I hope I didn't miss anything there. Uh, progressive, friendly game. Um, and, you know, this girl is scaling a mountain going up and some of the the gameplay is just incredible. I suck at it because I'm not a good at platforming games. Um, I get too anxious when I'm trying to jump from platforms and, like, afraid that I'm going to miss it. Um, it's, just, it's just me. Um, but it has uh, one of the most beautiful soundtracks out there. It is Synthwave. Um, and you can get the the original soundtrack on Spotify as well as some uh, of the original tracks done as B sides. Um, and they're they're a little bit heavier, but the entire album, like, it is you're listening from the start to the like the last track. It, you can kind of feel a journey in the music created by um, all the synth sounds and it's just fucking awesome. Uh, And yeah, if I had to give one other one, this one isn't on Spotify. You have to go to the old YouTubes um, and it's DJ Shadow and Cut Chemist uh, with their Hard Cell um, album. So Hard Cell was a... It was actually a live show that they did in uh, the Hollywood Bowl uh, back in 2007. 
they were the first uh, ever headlining turntablists to perform at this venue. You know, a venue that's had the likes of John Williams, Beatles, The Doors. Um, so these guys got together, collaborated, collaborated to make it. Um, involved eight turntables, four mixers, two guitar pedals. Um, all this was involved. Uh, they sample the likes of. Um, uh, sorry, let me just triple check. They uh, sample the likes of Outcast, Foo Fighters. Um, uh, you know the classic old song "Rock Around the Clock Tonight." Well, they use that in there. Um, they got some spoken word stuff from the movie Casablanca. Robert Plant. Um, there's some spoken word about cocaine. Um, the Doors are also featured. Blur. All these all these artists are involved in this album. Like, well, they've been sampled for this, and it's just brilliant. It is. So amazing to hear what they create and realize that it's all being done through these uh, 45 inch or 45 centimeter, whatever it's called, uh, vinyl records. And it's just awesome. I, I, I feel like I've linked you this album in, uh, in the past. Yeah. Uh, I think you, you've definitely mentioned them before, but um, yeah, maybe it was on the list of um, album swaps. Because I haven't listened to it. Yeah, I can't remember if I've shared it in our little group chat with Mark or not. Um, I'm not sure, but it's but it's fucking sick. Yeah, cool. Um, I'll give two albums and three songs. Yep. <laughs> uh, so we've got Justice self-titled album. Um, that's French House. It's, you know, hard hitting. It's got a bit of electro house in there. It's, um, I remember first listening to the song Genesis and it just like mm-hmm. blew my mind. It was just so, it was just so heavy and it just had groove for days. Um, I love the glitches that Justice kind of throws out through all their stuff. Um, the other one is one I've mentioned before, Burial's Archangel. Uh, Archangel, untrue. Uh, Archangel is the song. Uh, fantastic, fantastic album. Uh, he's a dubstep uh, artist. Uh, this this release he infuses UK garage into it, and he's he's more of the ambient style dubstep. But what he created was like this soundscape of um, a lot electronic sounds with soul. It's a bleak album. Kind of feels like you're in a abandoned city in monochrome, but um, it's just a brilliant album. And the song I mentioned, Archangel, is fantastic. Um, so the songs I'll give you is Mint Royale, Blue Song. Um, mm-hmm. This is uh, like a big beat kind of tune. Uh, it's a song I stumbled upon on YouTube while searching for Mighty Boosh stuff. Uh, <laughs> Noel and Julian are both in the film clip. Uh, it's just a fucking really great song. Uh, Mr. Wazio's Flat Beat. Uh, this was during my clubbing days. Uh, it's just kind of got the kind of bass line that will break your speakers. It's just really wobbly and disgusting and lovely. Um, and I'll finish with something new. Chromio's Clorox Wipe. Uh, it's fantastic. Kind of makes me want to two-step. 
uh, it's a duo, and the singer David is the younger brother of A Track. So, um, yeah, these guys just make fun electro funk bops, which is just great fun. So, there's a couple that's of recommendations from me. That's what it should be. It should be fun music. Yeah, I mean, um, Chromio's great. They kind of remind me of um, it was an Adelaide band from back in the day, a party band called Pornland. And they were fucking phenomenal. They were a band. They weren't electronica, but it's got that vibe. It's just fun. I'd recommend Pornland as well while we're talking about dancing stuff. But <laughs> um, yeah, it's great. Did so a couple because I'm just scrolling through my Spotify because I have that in front of me with my computer. Um, two 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 quick song recommendations. Um, just because they popped into my head. Uh, Heavy by Chase and Status featuring Dizzy Rascal. Um, it's fucking filthy. Um, the bass on it is, yeah, you talk about shattering, shatter, shattering your uh, speakers. Crank up uh, Heavy and just sit there and enjoy it. Um, if you want something different, check out Lone Digger by um, Caravan Palace. It is Electro Swing. Um, Caravan Palace do some really cool, fun, upbeat stuff. It's kind of evolutionary Jamiroquai. Um, doesn't have his sultry sound as far as singing, but it's um, the type of stuff that you would imagine at like, you know, during the time of like swing dancing being really popular and old mates walking into a bar and suddenly there's somehow a DJ playing. It all kind of makes <laughs> sense. Right. Um, I think I need to check that out. Yeah, it's it's really, it's just fun to listen to. Did you ever hear um, the updated version of Blade Beetroots and Steve Aoki's um, Warp, uh, Warp 2.019? No. So I jumped off the Beetroots album when he brought that album out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so this obviously came out in 2009, uh, so 2019. Yeah. Um, and it is, is probably the closest I would get to that, um, real heavy, uh, doof sounds that I used to listen to nowadays. I kind of semi steer clear of it. Um, but it's still, it's, it's hard, man. It's a hard song and it's awesome. I'm not. I'm not minding the the new stuff he's been doing. Um, mm. I think he does one with Jason Butler by memory. He's the singer of um, Fever. Was it Fever Three Three Three? Oh yes, 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 yes. Just fucking old school heavy <laughs> punk <laughs> electro. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I really like how. And it is an artist you showed me and they've had a name change since we spoke about them, but like uh, Electric Callboy infused that hardcore sound with Euro Trash EDM. It's, it works so well. I mean, I love it. That's what metalcore is now. That's why it's funny is because they're taking the piss out of metalcore. They're taking it to the extreme. Yeah. It, That's it, why it I steer clear of metalcore. 
<laughs> except for them, except for Electric Callboy. I steer clear of that genre. <laughs> I suppose we should give a brief shout out to VOE. Yeah, we should. VOE is uh, a good friend of ours, Caroline from the old Mac Gambia days. Um, her and her mate Tom produce uh, some awesome music. Uh, kind of a bit more of that trap hard style sound. Um, but it to me, it works in any element. Um, I know they're doing great things. They're traveling around to play gigs, you know, across Australia. I think they were heading over to New Zealand to do one. So it's really good yeah, to I think see. doing a whole tour. I think there's five shows in New Zealand. Nice, nice. Well, we'll have I mean, to go to to go check place. it out. I don't know if there's five places to go, but they're doing five. Something like that. There's Auck- there's Auckland, there's Christchurch, and then there's Wellington, and then there's nowhere else. <laughs> Mark's house. <laughs> <laughs> that's four. <laughs> Mark's friend's house. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's all five. But, but Mark doesn't have any friends in New Zealand. <laughs> I'm being mean. It's okay. Um, yeah, so they – I just want to give them a shout-out because they uh, are good people. And it's nice to see, you know, like I said, friends of ours, uh, a friend of ours doing really well uh, in their music journey. Yes, yes. Is there any, do you have any closing thoughts about music, about, about music, but about EDM? <laughs> about <laughs> music in general, music? all right. Yeah. Settle in for another five hours. Um, <laughs> I think it's a genre that, if you're if you're someone who's like stayed in their lane their whole their whole life and never dove into it, like you said at the beginning, there is so many different subgenres and sounds and uh, just general vibes and feelings that you can get from each subgenre that you'll find something. It's <laughs> I need to think of what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not gonna claim to be the biggest electronic music fan there is, but as you can see, I can hold a conversation with someone who does quite enjoy electronica because I've found the the section I like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's worth diving into, um, and especially if you dive into it a fair bit, you coming from. Uh, fucking they don't use real instruments uh, kind of viewpoint. It's still fucking difficult to do what they do. Like they're still making music. <laughs> they still need to know the fundamentals of music to make it. It's not yeah. as simple as just dropping this sample here and hoping it all works out. Like, yeah, I mean, there is, there is obviously an art to it and the only reason why I'm pointing this out is because I dare say our listeners tend to be, tend to listen to more of what we listen to, more rock-based music. And that's not saying that any of our listeners are those kind of people who don't listen to electronica. But yeah, just in yeah, case definitely. there is, just in case there is, you definitely should jump into it. I mean, we haven't even covered we haven't even really scratched the surface of it. Like we didn't go into dubstep hardly at all, drum and bass, mm. uh, 
just straight up techno. Like we, there's there's a lot of stuff in there to be discovered. Um, The the influence of like um, the influence of African culture in creating a lot of this music as well. Mm. But Um, it's it's such a big thing, such a big genre umbrella of kind of music that you've just got to dive in. Listen, Absolutely. don't like that? All right, cool. Next thing. Move on. Find You will find something. I'm of the firm believer that there is a genre of EDM for someone in some way, shape or form. Um, there are going to be obviously stuff that you'll find that you don't enjoy and that's fine. I've talked about what I don't enjoy because I don't really get it. But then there are people that they live and breathe a certain style of music. Um, it's to me, it's, it's just, it's probably like, I have a lot of emotional connection with a lot of music out there, but this electronic music is probably one that generally hits me the hardest at times. And I don't know why I've built this connection to it. Cause it's not what I really started listening to. You know, I started heavy and then, kind of fell into this and and it's just an amazing genre like you said there are people that criticize it and it's just like oh somebody just pressing play on a laptop yeah you've got those artists because they're just lazy dickheads but you know we wouldn't have a masterpiece like uh the avalanches since i left you if it wasn't a couple of djs getting together and sampling an entire fucking album and producing something that's brilliant from start to finish. Like if so, if they weren't inspired by an earlier EDM artist to then produce that and learn how to sample in that way and make it sound, you know, cohesive and, you know, in the case of since I left you, make it sound beautiful, you know, I don't know where we'd be. So there's definitely something out there for everyone. Um, <laughs> I was just randomly the other day looking up jungle music um, mm. and popped on that classic from um, Ali G. Uh, Super Styling. Yeah. That's uh, a uh, inc- uh, And uh, incredible. And like, you know, all that <laughs> that filthy jungle Music, you know, jungle is massive, um, wicked, wicked. Um, that stuff's just quite fun. I yeah, love super, that sort of stuff. Super styling is an absolute bop. I love that song. Yeah, there's there's some really cool shit out there. And again, it's just a case of going out there and discovering it. Um, I wouldn't know a bunch of the more modern or newer. Um, house like electro house, harder house style stuff. If it wasn't for Dead Mouse putting out this playlist and having and refreshing it fairly regularly, and me being able to find new artists to listen to, um, I just appreciate. Uh, I even put it would put it on at when I was working at the golf shop, uh, whatever place that was. I would put on that in the background. They're like, oh, let's put on some 
you know, Akadaka. I'm like, no, let's not. Let's not put on, you know, generic pub rock. Let's put on something fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's de- I can't recommend this genre enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yes, so that will wrap up our outsider's view on uh, EDM. Uh, we hope you really enjoyed the chat about this particular genre. We're going to do this with a, quite a few other ones. Um, we just got to find the time to do it all. Um, potentially won't be, I don't think there'll be a podcast maybe next week. Don't know. Who knows? The timetable for a lot of things is uh, iffy at the moment because work is busy, life is busy, but, you know, we uh, always endeavor to make sure that you guys get some, you know, solid B minus content um, uh, as often as we can. As Tenacious uh, D said, an F plus. <laughs> <laughs> you passed, but just barely. You know what you got? F plus. Click. Click. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What an album. Anyway. Um, Thank you all for listening. As always, you can let us know what you think about EDM. Is there any particular artist or genre that you enjoy? Uh, you can let us know by contacting at facebook.com slash ultra of noise. I almost <laughs> forgot what our URL was. Um, you can check out Simon's Band at facebook.com slash the unset. And you can check me out at twitch at twitch.tv slash maddogwilesy. Um, I've been running around playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey lately. Oh, that's a cool and game. It's good fun. It's good fun. Although I just did complete, spoiler alert, completed the storyline where they um, kill your husband and steal your baby. And, you know, even the uh, second time playing it through, I'm just like, they took my baby. They took my baby. Those motherfuckers. <laughs> I will murder everyone to get my child back. Um, but yes, as always, uh, thank you all for listening. Stay safe and we will see you all in the next episode. Bye.